0: Motherfucking hello
1: whoa (laughs) (laughs) really
0: loud. I'm so sorry. Let me back the sound like a squawking chicken.
1: Have you seen those um, TikToks where it's, like, someone, like, says something and then they shriek and then in the comments it, like, says the word and then it goes with the eagle
0: emoji? It's like the eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I I have not seen that.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Diagnosing a Killer. The The Mental
0: mental Breakdown. breakdown.
1: The Minty Breakdown. Minty Break. My name is Kenna. I'm Kowal. We forgot to do that. Yeah, we did. And um, we're back because we missed the Mental Breakdown last week. It was just so crazy. We just
0: didn't have time. It was Valentine's Day week. I think people understood.
1: Yeah, even the, I think the case came out, like, a little bit later than it usually does. I was, like, busting my chops Did to get it? it edited. It came out the same day, but, like, at night. Usually yeah. it comes out midnight than, like, the night before. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for being patient with me. Yeah, so we have had, I just always say this, but we've had, like, such good feedback lately, and I really love it. Um, everyone's just been so awesome. And, you know, every time I get a notification about a comment on the Instagram, I know you see them, too. We're like, ooh, really? Like, we get excited, and someone yeah. commented on the Amy Bishop um, thing that said that they live, like, an hour away from where that happened, and I was like, oh, oh that's cool, so. That's interesting. Yeah. If you guys want to, like, tell us your stories, please, like, email us, DM us, like, we'd love to maybe, do, again, like, do an
0: episode of mm-hmm. your stories or something. I'm yeah. not sure how that would work, but something like that would be really cool. Yeah, I, think. I agree, yeah. But... Or if it's just, like, a few emails or something, then we could have, like, a bunch of stories, you know, give us yeah. the details and stuff like that, and then we'll put, like, a compilation where, like, I'll read one, and then you read one, Even if it's from like a mental health perspective, that would be really cool. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So do a listener's story, maybe episode, something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just want to say, you guys are fucking awesome (laughs) because we've had such good feedback on the mental aspect of the mental health aspect of this podcast. Like, everyone is saying that. Everyone that we've talked to recently is like, "Dude, like, especially new listeners, they're like." I have not found a podcast that is as detailed in the mental illness aspect of the podcast, like, of the crime, you know, the childhood. We really dive deep into that and, like, why people do what they do. And everyone is really reacting well to that. And they're saying, you know, we really appreciate the fact that you're not only telling the story, but you're not idolizing the crime or the criminal. You're really educating on the psychology behind it. Yeah, of course. And, of course, that's what we set out to do. But it's really nice that that's recognized by people. And it's not... They're not trying to listen to us for the gory details. They're listening to us for the education, and I really like that. So thank you, guys.
0: Yeah, I actually had someone who was a first-time listener write to me personally and said, just finished the first episode of your podcast, and first off, I'm usually not a fan of true crime because of the implicit bias our justice system has against poor Black, Brown, and marginalized people. I hate how so many true crime shows sensationalize cases and glorify the job, that the detectives and the cops do, even though sometimes they arrest innocent people.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it completely ruins their lives and reputations. It's just a vicious cycle of injustice and racially profiling people. Yeah. I love how you guys look at it from a psychological standpoint instead of digging into the gory details of crime to paint a picture of a vicious monster that we should kind of all fear instead of talking about the mental health aspect of it.
1: Of course. And like the last thing that we want to do and I think that we've done a really good job of it so far, but I always like to remind people, like and I posted about this earlier on the Instagram actually, mental illness is not a crime. Like right. mental illness does not equal a criminal. Right. And a lot of people seem to have this bias or this mindset of if you're mentally ill, like, you're dangerous. And that is absolutely not the truth. That is absolutely not what we want people to get from our info. I know we've done a really good job of doing that so far, but I always like to, you know, remind people of that and pepper that back in. I always say peppers in. in. But, you know, it's like so many people, especially with those diagnoses, like schizophrenia and uh, antisocial personality disorder, narcissistic, things like that, people hear those words and they're like, wow like stay away from that person or like we have to protect ourselves from that person yeah. like no that's but not the truth at all
0: they assume that that person is is unpredictable exactly and that's you know not always the case it might take a moment for that individual to realize these are the patterns of behavior that are causing this reaction or this mm-hmm. feeling um but if anything talking about it will only help the individual and say hey did you do you know that sometimes you do this or can you tell me why that is or why you're feeling that way or how often do you feel that way trying to
1: understand rather than trying to or just judging
0: right off the bat or to avoid people yeah which is honestly probably the worst thing you can do for somebody with a mental disorder that doesn't know that they have it
1: especially people that even if they may think that they do have it like see people avoiding them that's just gonna exasperate their symptoms more they're gonna Mm -hmm. be like well what's going on why are people not you know talking to me anymore. It's going to make those feelings even larger.
0: right? And
1: I actually did a mental breakdown episode on the schizophrenia spectrum. And so if you want to listen to that, I actually think I did in that episode, if I'm not mistaken, like 10 common myths about that uh, disorder. Yeah. Yeah, So if you want to listen to that one, there's a lot of good info in there, but we just want to continue to remind everyone that we're doing this from a place of education and a place of love and empathy. We definitely want to make it clear that again, mental illness is not a crime. And we will continue to say that. And I'm sorry if you guys get (laughs) burned out of us saying that. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I really, really know that to be true. Mm -hmm. And I want everyone to understand that.
0: Yeah, I think that's really what we sought out to do with this podcast is really, you know, hone in on, again, that mental health aspect and really just try to stay true to that and I think that's something that I I hope that we've accomplished we also have a little fun along the way of course yeah but yeah I think that's that's what we really tried to do with our podcast was do that
1: and I think also just last note really quick before we get into this I've had a lot of good feedback as well of people saying you know you guys are not only like educational but you're fucking hilarious and like you guys are really casual it's like just having a conversation like people have told me they're like i feel like i'm in the room with you guys when you're talking and i can like respond and you guys will like know what i'm thinking or whatever like (laughs) it's just like a group of people or just a couple of people like us when we sit down here just chatting away we're having a good time you know we're being authentic we're not fibbing we're not you know everything that we say is factual we try to not really have a lot of opinion in there. Of course, mm-hmm. we do sometimes, um, and then we just try to be lighthearted as about it as well when it's not a
0: serious content moment, you know. Right? Tyler from Moviecation texted me I think yesterday and was like, quoted something that I had said or you had said, and I was like, "We're so funny. We're just, We're just like, hilarious. Just so funny. America's Got Talent." <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah so
1: definitely thank you guys again so much for everything uh before we do get started i also just want to add in our handles because i like doing it at the beginning as well um so if you want to follow us on instagram or email us or anything like that our handle is at diagnosing a killer at everything except for twitter which is at killer diagnosis if you guys want to donate to the patreon that would be amazing for us and um, you get some goodies as well if you'd like to do so that's patreon.com slash diagnosing a
0: killer and that is all i have (laughs) <laughs> i can't believe we got a paid partnership with temporary tattoos oh my gosh I'm, I'm so, so cool. excited about that that's really awesome
1: mom was saying she was like we should go buy like a bunch and like try them out as well so that we can give like you know actual ac- honest feedback yeah honest feedback exactly and i i mean i don't know if, if you guys don't know us we both have a lot of tattoos i have a half sleeve and koelle has a bunch how many tattoos do you have uh i think i have One,
0: two... I think I have... a. am just going to guess. I think I have 11. Yeah. um, But they're all scattered.
1: Well, we both have a bunch of tattoos, and we're both... um, We actually have matching tattoos. We have uh, hearts on our middle fingers. (laughs) Our left... Mine's on my left hand, and yours is on your right hand. Yeah. So that when we hold our fingers up together, they, like... We can flick people off and, like, like, give them love at the same time. Yeah, Yeah. it's, like,
0: the ultimate (laughs) flicking someone off. It's, like, or
1: with our powers combined! We'll have to post a picture (laughs) on the Instagram for people to see. But anyway, my point being is that we both have a bunch of tattoos, but I've also, like, always wanted to experiment with the temporary tattoos because I'm, like, it's it's really cool because you can try it on before you actually get it. And if you don't like it, then great. You didn't put it on your body forever, you know? Right um so that and i've looked at their website it has amazing options they have like a full color like everything they have some saint patrick's stuff uh saint patrick's day stuff coming out right now so that'll be really cool as well and then if you click the link in our bio um you can get 10 percent off of those stock uh photos as well those stock tattoos as well i think they last
0: for a really long time too because i I, you know Coda steven on tiktok Mm -mm. he's the guy that goes "Eh," like that guy (laughs) nope nope (laughs) I (laughs) i love that guy um he did one where he did, like, a full-on sleeve, and his mom about smacked the shit out of him. Oh, that's and, hilarious. But it, it was, like, weeks later, still he on. was still doing videos, and it looked, looked just like a faded tattoo. But, yeah, it was its pretty impressive. And it doesn't come off unless you
1: use their specialty wipes that actually oh, take right. them off. So, yeah, yeah
0: pretty cool. Water, Lemon.
1: like, water doesn't make
0: Lemon-scented. Work.
1: So, yeah, um, thank you guys again for everything. And we're going to get into the mental breakdown because
0: we've been talking for a while now. Sorry, Sorry about <laughs> it. Sorry. So today, I thought it would be really cool because we always talk on our mental breakdowns about specific diagnoses or what have you, um, mental disorders, but I thought it would be cool because we always reference the DSM-5 mm-hmm. to really explain what the DSM-5 is oh, and like yeah, how absolutely. to navigate through it. Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. You know,
1: I didn't actually learn about the DSM-5 until I took abnormal psych, mm-hmm. and that was when we really dove into... The actual book. Like, I, I told you I bought myself a copy. I know you've been using it. Mm. And I didn't know about it, though, like, yeah. in detail until I took that course. Right. So,
0: interesting. The DSM-5 is the American Psychiatric Association Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Proud of you. Thanks. I <laughs> got through that easily. Thanks. So, its last revision was actually um, the fifth edition, which came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. It is a essentially a clarification and classification of disorders that the American Psychiatric Association uses as kind of a diagnostic tool. That
1: is a good trivia question, because a lot of people think that it's the American Psychology Association and not the American Psychiatric Association. Yes. So, And the difference, I mean, as far as I know, they're both able to diagnose patients. Psychiatric means doctor means able to prescribe medication for those diagnoses. Yes.
0: So it was first released in 1952, and again, like I said, the most recent revision was in 2013. With this addition came some changes, most notably things like Asperger's syndrome has uh, been included in the autism spectrum disorder, rather than having a specific diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Gender identity disorder is now gender dysphoria, and bereavement exclusion has been removed from depressive orders, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Bereavement exclusion? What yeah. is that? So I just looked it up because I didn't know what that was. Um, It pretty much advised clinicians not to diagnose people with major depression within the first two months of losing a loved one. But now we know that depression can be diagnosed much sooner. Yes. So that's probably why they got taken out.
0: Makes sense. This book is not just for psychiatrists and psychologists. Almost anyone can use this tool, including doctors, lawyers teachers, and even insurance companies. It's helpful for anyone yeah. because,
1: honestly, even first responders, things like that. I mean, you could... Pilots. Yeah, I mean, studying <laughs> that... I mean, honestly, yeah. though, like studying that can literally help anybody. Like, I, I always say this, but I truly believe, like, even just an intro to site course can help anybody in any field
0: of work. I agree with that. Each disorder in the DSM-5 is detailed down to criteria, treatment, and comorbidities. Mm. Just to name a few of each section. Yeah. Section one of the DSM-5 talks about the use of the manual. It'll actually have an index as well to quickly locate the disorders. Okay. But section two um, essentially details each disorder and will have some kind of like an umbrella disorder. For example, think of it as like a chapter. So it'll be on neurodevelopmental disorders. So that chapter, quote unquote, will start with kind of like an overall description of what neurodevelopmental disorders are are and what qualifies as such. Mm-hmm. Within this chapter, we talk about things like intellectual disabilities, speech and sound disorders, childhood onset onset fluency disorder, or known as stuttering, which I didn't realize that was the full term. Okay, I didn't either. Autism spectrum disorder, tic disorders, and so on.
1: Okay, so it would be like one chapter, quote-unquote, would be like personality disorders, and then it would have all of them underneath it? Correct, yeah,
0: like antisocial or... yeah. Within each of these specified disorders will be a diagnostic criteria usually described if a few of these criteria are met, essentially, that it may be grounds for a diagnosis under this condition. So there may be specifications required in order to meet the criteria, for example, an autism spectrum disorder, since we were already talking about it. The specifiers dictate that the severity of the disorder may vary and, quote, with or without accompanying intellectual impairment, end quote. Okay. So it could determine eligibility. Um, but again, that's why it's a spectrum, okay. is because it does vary. Yeah. The DSM 5 will go on to describe a diagnostic or the diagnostic features of the disorder. So, in autism spectrum disorder, certain signs of behaviors could be used towards a diagnosis. Essentially what the previous criteria had outlined, just with more detail and more specificity. With the potential to further describe signs of autism, the associated features paragraph may help to support a diagnosis. Um, So that's another, again, another little, not chapter, but like paragraph, essentially, would be the associated features. So then prevalence would probably be right after that. Prevalence is talked about uh, with people who have autism being about 1% of the population around the world, which I thought was interesting. Because I was thinking, like, in America, 1%, that's not a whole lot of people. But of the world? Yeah. That's a huge population of people. Yeah, absolutely. So other paragraphs within this chapter, quote-unquote, would be the development of the disorder, risks and prognosis, culture relations, gender relations, and differential diagnosis as well. Um, like, can be underneath, again, this little, not umbrella, but the chapter of the umbrella. It's kind of weird. It's like a little bracket system, right? Yeah. So another thing that they touched on is going to be comorbidity. We talked about comorbidity a lot in this podcast um, before. Comorbidity is effectively the presence of two or more disorders or conditions in one patient. So in each diagnosis, there is a risk of comorbidities. And, for example, in autism, it could be things like ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, Mm -hmm. Changes in eating, like restricting food intake, which was part of the uh, ED conversation that we had. Sleeping issues, like insomnia, because of the anxiety or the depression. Mm -hmm. And then language defects, and then so on and so forth. Interesting. I just want to say,
1: I feel attacked because you pointed at me when you said anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Anxiety? (laughs) I I have anxiety now that you pointed at me.
0: So I know we talked about the umbrellas earlier, and so I'm just going to list off what those umbrellas are. I won't name every single disorder underneath these umbrellas, (laughs) because that would take a long time. But they will be neurodevelopmental disorders, schizophrenia spectrum and other psychotic disorders, bipolar and related disorders, depressive disorders, anxiety disorders, obsessive compulsive and related disorders, trauma and stressor related disorders, dissociative disorders, Somatic symptom and related disorders, feeding and eating disorders, elimination disorders, sleep-wake disorders, sexual dysfunctions, gender dysphoria, disruptive impulse control and conduct disorders, substance-related and addictive disorders, neurocognitive disorders, personality disorders, paraphilic disorders, and other mental disorders.
1: I feel like we've done, like, at least half of those for our mental
0: breakdowns <laughs> in the past. Well, sorry, we're talking about it. <laughs> So the last portion of the book of the DSM-5 highlights any revisions from the last edition while simultaneously going into detail as to why the revision took place. That's...
1: I actually didn't know that. That's really smart to do It, that. Is, it yeah. is. Especially if it's a new diagnosis and the person that is looking it up is referring to the old one. I guarantee you it shows like where the new one is and, you know, right. and again why it's revised. That's re- that's really interesting. That is really smart.
0: It's well, I think it's also to encourage people that like, okay, like it's changed. Like, yeah. the, you know, <laughs> the verbiage. <laughs> this changed. is why. And yes, there's also a glossary at the end as mm-hmm. well. Interestingly enough, there's also a culture concept of distress section, including Kufung uh. It's not Kufung Gisia. It's Kufung Isisa. Fuck. This whole time. <laughs> I didn't pronounce it the right whole the whole time. way. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's such an inside joke. Kufung Isisa? Kufung Isisa. Kufung Isisa. Not Kufung Jizia, huh? No, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It's really not. I thought that it was Kufung like I was fungus. like, oh my gosh, let me look up Kufung Jizia. Now it's all I can hear. Wow. Yeah. I am
1: so sorry if anybody listened and was like, Kenna, you're saying it wrong the whole time. And then in the bloopers, I was clearly saying it wrong the whole time in the bloopers, but I thought I was so smart for saying it correctly because it took
0: me a long time to figure that out. I think that's the funniest part about it is that you were taking... It's so seriously like get it right, you know. Yeah, and I still said it wrong.
1: <laughs> God, it's embarrassing. Okay, well, kufung isisa. Kufung isisa. Hmm, very interesting. Yes. Well, forever it's gonna be out there that I say kufungisya. Kufungisia.
0: Kufungisia. So. <laughs> Ugh.
1: That's all I have.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I figured it just would help people. I mean, because you can get a copy of the DSM-5. Yeah, it's like 30 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, to know what you're really looking at, looking for. And then now, here for forever, whenever we bring up the DSM-5, or we're talking from the DSM-5, or whatever, or referencing it, then you guys kind of have in your head a more a clear picture of what we're re- referring to or referencing. Yeah, absolutely. And like I
1: said, it's like $30 on Amazon. I hi- I know you can get the other ones like the, you know, DSM-4 or 3 and all that stuff. Highly recommend getting the most current one because of course there are revised copies and there are reasons why they're more current. Mm-hmm. I think I said this in one of the mental breakdowns a while ago, but I wouldn't doubt at least a DSM-5R coming out soon because it's been so long since it yeah. came out in 2013. Or a DSM-6, but usually they do, like, the number and then they do a revised version before they go to the next volume. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Because um, it was, like, 2008 to 2013 that they, like, did another one. Yeah. So. But, yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Um. There is, I mean, thousands of diagnoses in there, right? Or hundreds.
0: Um. Yeah, I'd probably say each, like, quote-unquote chapter or umbrella, rather, would have anywhere from four chapters to maybe six, seven. And then there's also, um, again, that other section yeah. as well. So uh, anything that really hasn't been touched on or anything like that, that they'll they'll talk about those at the yeah. end, um, towards the end of the book.
1: I mean, essentially we could do... 400 plus episodes on each diagnosis that's in there. Like, we yeah. we could literally go down the list of them and then just do an episode on each for the mental breakdowns.
0: Yeah, like, even under the autism spectrum disorder, when they're talking about meeting those specific criteria, they do say when when we were talking about, like, the severity, not the severity, but I guess the specifications and what the specifications could mean if one thing, you know, one criteria wasn't met. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. it could likely be this or that but the reason that autism spectrum disorder is so interesting is because the pendulum swings way to the right and way to the left there's so many
1: different that's why
0: it's a spectrum and um or like schizophrenia spectrum disorder yeah there's so many varying degrees of certain criteria that you could meet but then you kind of don't meet that but you kind of meet this and it's just very unique and so and it's interesting because i feel like when you Think about autism. I think that maybe people are a little less, or a little more forgiving mm-hmm. about what that might mean to them. But when people hear the word schizophrenia, it's like crazy, and that's yeah. that's not. I mean, it's, it's a, a huge, huge. Someone else. I would just hope that people would give. More understanding like they do with autism spectrum disorder. Yeah. To realize that schizophrenia is also a spectrum disorder. Of
1: course. And again, I always bring it back to, to personality disorders, but like, honestly, like, you know, we all have our opinions and our and our and we have the statistics and the facts that we bring out here, but and, and unfortunately, a lot of our cases have to do with people that have been diagnosed, maybe undiagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, or antisocial, but that, again, I can't say this enough, does not mean that that is a disorder that is dangerous right. and like again if anything we should be leaning more towards these people to help them get the help that they need instead of you know turning a blind eye or yeah. you know trying to avoid them or whatever you don't need to be on alert when you're in the presence of people mm-hmm. that have this diagnosis there you might not even
0: fucking know that someone has this diagnosis what i was gonna say th- you know you don't know how many people you've met <laughs> that you wouldn't even bat an eye at because, you know, maybe they've sought help and treatment and they're on proper, like, the proper dosage and things like that. Or maybe they don't even know and they're just having a very, like, lucid day, you exactly. know, or, or whatever. And you might not even know. And so that's, again, when we talk about the spectrum, it's you might not even know that somebody has been diagnosed with something. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody looks at you and talks about, you know, just automatically goes, oh, no, she's. She's got all these problems. Yeah. <laughs> she got, she got PTSD, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. can and tell? that's the thing. That's, you know, again, we all have brains. We're all capable of what we're talking about exactly. here. And if you think that you're excluded, maybe you should look at yourself <laughs> <laughs> a little harder. Honestly. Yeah. Because, yeah, and... I mean, we're all capable of these things. It is, not, it is not people with diagnoses over here and then, you know, at, like typical... You know neurotypical people over here, yeah that that's like the worst way to look at it,
1: yeah, no honestly, and it's I just think it's it's really a lack of education, and I guess that's another another thing I want to say is like the biggest reason I think why we're doing this is to educate on things like that, yeah. and you know again that the ten common myths like it's lack of education if you don't educate yourself on things, you potentially might fear them, right? So you yeah. want to educate yourself as much as you can. And that's what our... I would... I I'll take that on as my responsibility or our responsibility to educate people because there is so much stigma behind, oh, that person's crazy or that person's psychotic. Like, I hate when people are described as those words because yeah. that's not accurate, you know? Yeah. And just because, again, someone has a diagnosis does not mean that they're going to be dangerous or, you know, violent or any different than you, right? Yeah. You know, it's just... It's just a harsh, you know, mindset to have. And I hope that a lot of people would be empathetic, especially after, like, this episode, to just Mm -hmm. keep an open mind that that's not... Like, a diagnosis is not a death sentence. It's not the end of the world. Like, you can still have a wonderful life, you know, moving forward. Treatment is very necessary in some cases. But, I mean, everyone's completely different. Everyone's situation is different.
0: I feel like we've... we've, I feel like we've been talking to the neurotypical people but i want to talk to my neurodivergence because if you don't get what you need from someone maybe they're not the person you should be around yeah and if you are being called crazy or nuts or psychotic or whatever or you need medication you need there's a way to go about that <laughs> that's not the right way and if you feel like you're being treated that way maybe they're not the person to be around for you, for your mental health, because it is very important to us, your mental health.
1: Exactly. I was um, on Instagram earlier as well. I just want to say this. This influencer had a really great quote. And um, I I won't say it verbatim, but essentially what he was saying was, it is perfectly okay for people to dislike you as long as you're being your authentic self. Because when you're your authentic self, if someone is disliking that, then you don't need them in your life. Right. right? So that is something that really hit me, hit home for me today. I was like, you know what? That's absolutely right. Like, I'm not going to like change that. myself for anybody. I'm not going to pretend to be someone I'm not or something I'm not. If people don't like that, then people don't like that. You know, not everyone's going to love you. All you can do is just be true to yourself.
0: That's true. Because if you think about it, if you're not being your authentic self, then what are, what it, what are they attracted to? And it is so much more rewarding to be your authentic self and then someone be attracted to you because, exactly, you know, exactly. this is it.
1: One of my other favorite quotes. I'll just close with this one. I know it's not even my mental mental breakdown, but I want to say this as well. I love saying, "I'm not gonna water myself down to make myself more digestible for you. You can choke." Thank you very much. <laughs> That's one of my favorite <laughs> and scene. Goodbye. <quotes>. <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> no, but. but thank you guys for hanging out with us today. That was a really great minty breakdown. Thanks.
0: Yeah, it was it was brief, but I think we got we got to chat. We did get we to to, chat. We got to chat, and we got to chat with y'all, and. Yeah, we just really appreciate y'all's support and really understanding what we're trying to accomplish here and being supporters of that. Of course. And hopefully that is our authentic selves. Of, the, of course it is. And, mm-hmm. you know,
1: one other thing. I keep saying one other thing. Let me just pepper this last <laughs> thing in there and then we'll stop. Um, I know it's not
0: my mental breakdown. I know. This is the real we'd, world.
1: <laughs> the real world. <laughs> we'd love to hear feedback from you guys on... We were actually talking about this earlier. Um, do you guys like the amount of banter that we have now? Do you think that we don't banter enough? Do you think we banter too much? Please let us know, because honestly, like, we just kind of do our thing. We just kind of talk. We get sidetracked very rarely, I think. I feel Mm -hmm. like usually when we get sidetracked, it's really brief, and then we get right back onto the case, which is the way that we've always done it. Um, if you guys want to hear more about us, like, I'm I'm happy to share. I don't know about Cole. I'm not going to speak for both of us, but, like, things like this, where Mm -hmm. we're both just really having a conversation and just being open and honest about what we're thinking and what we're feeling. And, you know, I like those kind of conversations. Uh, so let us know if you guys like th- something like this. Maybe we can do something a little similar in our next mental breakdown or something. And yeah. we'll, we'll go from there. We also need to do another DAK Live. I really am thinking about that.
0: <sighs> yeah, DAK Live would be really fun. I think it would be cool. I don't know who yeah. our guest would be. Well, we'll have to let you guys know. We will have to see.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys next time with another case. Thanks for joining us.
0: All right. Love Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You already know that craft beers have been exploding in popularity over the past decade. But what you might not know is that there are thousands of awesome craft beers being produced by these new microbreweries regularly. With Craft Beer Club, each order will showcase two breweries from different regions in the U.S. and includes four beer styles with a brand new box each shipment. You'll also receive publications that detail the history about the featured breweries, tasting notes, pairing options, and maybe even a little trivia. Click on our link in the show notes below and get free shipping, along with up to three free gifts with your first purchase. Order Craft Beer Club today.